Brought to you by Irish Rugby Tours, the Rugby Tour Specialists, AFIA Sports Training, committed to developing the sporting potential of future players in the US, UK, and across the world. And Dub Pies, Down Under Pies, stop by, say hi, and eat pie. And the Pagan Whistle on West 36th Street. Hey everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up, talking rugby at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. And once again, I have the resplendent, gorgeous Steve Lewis to my right. Steven, welcome. Thank you. Steven, you've been bouncing around a little bit in the rugby. You bounced out to Glendale, Colorado this weekend. Tell us all about it. Yeah, so... um First leg of the uh, Women's World Series Sevens competition um, was held in Glendale. First time it's been there. This is one of six legs that's being held this season. Um, U.S. took silver, I suppose, is the bottom line, which is a good start and a great start, actually, for Chris Brown, the new head coach. A little shaky on day one. Had the England game under control and then just let it slip away in the final sort of 20 seconds. Didn't really finish the game. Um, Close win over China and then got bounced by New Zealand. So you had to wait for Spain to miss a conversion in order to make sure they made the quarterfinals. Uh, then they regrouped and um, came out, smashed Australia. Took a last-minute try to beat France in a thrilling game. And then, again, as everyone else did, they, they succumbed to a very, very strong New Zealand team. So silver medal's good. It's qualification points on the way um, for Olympic qualification, which is what this year is all about. Yeah, I was watching uh, and listening and, uh, from afar, and it was one of those wah, 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 wah starts, right? You, you were afraid for the team, afraid that uh, they were going to tank after day, day one start, and roaring back. Roaring back, yeah, and a couple of uh, standout performances. So, um, Star is Born, you know, Star is Born. So, Elona uh, Marr, in particular, um, who was a standout for Quinnipiac for many years, dominant player in women's college rugby, she actually made her debut in the World Cup and was quite promising there, but this weekend just blossomed. Um, powerful athlete, but not just power. Faster than she looks, good feet, good skills. She's going to be a mainstay of this team for, for some time. She had a fantastic weekend. Oh, coming from you, that is a, a ringing endorsement. Um, you know, credit where credit's due. Yeah. Good player. Um, so she, she did well. Uh, obviously, I left Kelter back in the fold. That helps you a little bit. And, um, you know, some good, great performances to start on as a foundation you know they got dubai up next which isn't that far away um if they can keep the momentum going we could be on to something here they've got the talent so you you had brought up to chris brown on the show last uh, last time that they only have the six stops they don't have the luxury of really a bad stop when the competition is this tight yeah and then so just to reprise that again you finish in the top four in the series you get automatic qualification so that that's where we need to be if we don't finish up there, then you go into a regional qualification series, which for us would be against Canada, unless they made the top four. So if they made the top four, that's a relatively easy competition. But that's not the way we should be thinking. It's not the way Chris is thinking. It's not the way the players are thinking. They want top four in their own right. You want it in your own hands. You Absolutely. Want, yeah. um, how's the depth? How's the health? Um, I didn't notice 
any injuries over the weekend or anything I saw. Um, they, they're starting to get, I mean, they left some players behind who have been mainstays of this program before, like Ryan Carlisle and Kelsey Stalker. It's an underrated player, in my opinion. So they've got, they've got a, a, good, a good backup group there, I think, in Chula Vista. So what do you think, after seeing them up close, uh, live, how far do you think they can go on the circuit? I think talent-wise, they're, they're a top-four team. You know, New Zealand, there's, there's definitely a little bit of a gap. They were firing on all cylinders. Um, Australia had a poor tournament by their standards. Um, they'll bounce back. Um, France are much better. England, not what they were. So to, to be top three or four is very, very realistic for this group of players. Now, we've got the rugby weekend coming up with the U.S. 15s women playing against New Zealand. Mm. How many of those players are going to transition into that side, and how difficult a transition is it? None. No players transitioning? No, as far as I know. Um, sevens and sevens, fifteens and fifteens. Is this a first for us in, a, in an environment like this? Is it no, okay, I mean, it's, it depends on who's doing what, right? The sevens players are under contract. Fifteens players aren't. So their, first priority, their first priority is sevens, so presumably while there is sevens ongoing, they right. wouldn't get released for fifteens. The senior moment. I forgot that the HSBC circuit was in full. Yeah, because you <coughs> full swing. You got, you got, you got, you got Dubai. Because um, I was thinking, well, they let them go for for Dublin for the World Cup. You know, yeah, it's a different different thing. And there's also an element of um, discretion between coaches. Um, you know, the 15s and 7s co- coaches have good relationships, and they think it's in the best interest of those players. And perhaps there's um, some cooperation there. Or, Horse trading or whatever, but I, I don't believe any of them are being released for that. How was the social scene in Glendale, College, Rugby Town, USA? I would imagine you had a bunch of your dignitaries. Your yeah, well, there's a board meeting there on the Friday, so most of those guys were hung around to support the women's team as they should. Um, they were there. It was, it was a good time. It was had by all. I mean, Glendale is a spectacular venue. It's absolutely the right venue for that event. Um, hard to say. Attendance looked about 2,500, 3,000 to me. Was everybody's in the beer tent? Right or VIP bar, but um, <laughs> so the beer tent's got. I keep saying it. The beer tent, move it inside the stadium. Yeah, m- more important than that is the atmosphere, and there was a really good atmosphere that was generated there by by Glendale. It's a terrific venue. They've, I think they've got it on a three. They got another two years um, of this event, so I think they can actually grow it. I mean, the, the crowd was great. The crowd was into it, hometown crowd, and it was just a terrific event for uh, American women's rugby. And from a spectator standpoint, you don't get that kind of intimate setting, that kind of intimate intimate experience that close to the athletes that anywhere else. Yeah, it's it's rugby specific. It's a, it's a superb place. Look, let's hold that thought and take a quick break. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, the Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. And ladies and gentlemen, here's our latest with Jonathan Wicklow Barbary's piece, Did the Dragons Win? Up the magic dragon lived by the sea. Uh, yes, yes, Matthew. Uh, Jonathan Wicklow Barbary here on the uh, campus of Michigan, University of Michigan. I'm here with the Michigan Wolverines rugby team right in front of the big house, as they call it. Gentlemen, uh, the question is, of course, did uh, Dragons win? <laughs> no way. No. No way. No Not way. a chance. No. No. There you have it, Matthew. Uh, the Wolverines know their rugby. 
Thank you, Jonathan Wicklow, Bobbery, JWB. Keep those Did the Dragons Win segments coming. And we are back uh, while you bounced out to Glendale, Colorado. I was up for the Battle of the Mitten with uh, Ryan Ginty of Next Level Rugby covering the uh, Michigan State versus Michigan rugby match. And this is the, f- the first the first of what should be many uh, on an annual event at a minor league ballpark, the uh, home of the Lansing Lugnuts. And Steve, I brought this for you, but... Your head's a little bit too big for that one. It's just a gesture, and your head's not that big. I'm, like, I'm just kidding. But it was a spectacular event. Um, very cool. Live stream. We had some hiccups, uh, technologically speaking. But or what, what, what it was, it was this gem of a little minor league ballpark, a Class A park for the Toronto Blue, Blue Jays. And both sides, both teams, their fans, their alumni, they're heavy into this. This was a good thing college rugby on live streaming and this is going to be something that grows but you know what let's not talk about it let's take a look back behind the scenes wait what yeah he's the guy from michigan state michigan. that's running the whole show battle of the mitten check it out look at this place minor league ballpark My name is Lear Kleber. I'm a senior here at the University of Michigan, and I play flanker, seven shirt. Biggest game of the season, and anybody tells you otherwise, lying to you. Go blue, baby! My name is Jamie DeBurns. I'm a senior, and I'm in naval architecture and marine engineering. Representing the University of Michigan, the best sport in the world, most exciting time of my life. Nothing like this at home when it comes to promotion. It's just, uh, it's great to be part of. The rivalry seems amazing. Hey guys, a tremendous event here. I am here with uh, Michigan coach Brandon Sparks. Coach, heroic effort on the part of your guys. I know you weren't thrilled about the differential in the refereeing, but I just heard your 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 chat with the guys, and you, you said you couldn't be more proud. Yeah, I mean, um, life is defined by losses uh, and how you respond to them. And these men have warred all year through every loss that they've experienced. And like you know, I'll take losses like that for the rest of my life as long as they lose with passion and hard work and guts. And, and then those young men, those young men stuck it out and they warred and warred and I'm extremely, extremely proud to be their head coach. Be proud of yourself. That's a worthy loss. Come here with a happy, smiling engine room coach, Mr. <laughs> Mark Mezzo Banks. Mark, big win, exciting. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. I mean, we were glad to give the, the fans a great game and uh, you know, 
kudos to Michigan. They played really hard too, so you know, we, they gave us a match. But uh, in the end, Spartans won. That's, uh, that's what we like to see. Coach just won the big historic battle, one of the storied rivalries in sports, and you did it on a minor league baseball field under Friday Night Lights. What's it feel like? It's great. What a way to celebrate a rivalry that started in 1965 when Michigan State's first team played Michigan. Just wonderful, lots of spectators, sponsors are great, kids loved it. They'll talk about this for the rest of their lives. Oh, you, sir, are on rugby wrap-up. It was a hard fight today. I would give anything for my teammates. I would play through that pain any day. Well, dude, you certainly did give it all. You left it out on the pitch, and I got to tell you something. If I had 15 Davis Grimms out there, I'd conquer the world. Congratulations on, a, on a heroic effort, my friend. Appreciate it. All right, cheers. Jack Ringrose, the folks at home want to see the man of the match for this historic event, and you're out at you're from Dublin. So yeah. talk about. The excitement match here to, of the match. Just, just amazing, amazing atmosphere. Just the team was just amazing. Credit to UM, they really, really put it up. It was a, such a good fight, and as you can see, it went literally to the last five minutes, where it's just Sammy got a lovely try in the corner, which, which finished it off. But no credit to UM and credit to the boys that we I was playing with. It was just spectacular to be part of. Really, really good event. Now up in the booth, we were talking about your center combination being a factor early, but it didn't seem like the defense let you guys get in a rhythm. There was a lot of stops and starts with the official, a lot of penalties. What was that like for you guys? Yeah, I think, again, credit to UM, their line speed was insane. They just really, really shut down uh, Gavin on the center, and then we had to adapt, we had to get deeper, and look to, to exploit the outside, which um, which I think we kind of did towards the end. But I uh, know UM really, really put it up to us, and I think I definitely struggled uh, at the start uh, competing with that, uh, that line speed. All right, well, I know your brother's proud at home, and the rest of your family, and the Ring Rose clan are fl and Specifically, and uh, as a prize, as man of the match, you get to look at all the next level and rugby wrap-up videos on YouTube until your heart's content. That sounds good. <laughs> sounds like a, that sounds like a pleasure. Thanks very all much. Right, cheers. Mr. Jack Ringrose, ladies and gentlemen, man of the match here at the Battle of the Mitten. You get the mitten, my friend. Thanks very much. And Steve, um, any t you're going to be trying out for the lug nuts anytime soon? No. Uh, a, I don't know what a lug nut is. B, I don't fancy moving to Michigan. Um, Let's see. Okay. Well, let me let me let me educate you before we we end this segment. Uh, a lug nut is an automobile part and, and, a, and a piece of hardware, actually. And the home of Oldsmobile was Lansing, Michigan, home of the lug nuts. Tremendous. Yeah. And Stephen, uh, more college rugby this weekend. I'll be at West Point with Mr. Greg Gilliam calling the Army versus Penn State game on Eleven Sports. Check it out. On that note, on behalf of Mr. Steve Lewis. The Lansing Lugnuts, the Michigan State Spartans, the Michigan Wolverines, and the silver medal winning USA Women's Sevens team. I'm Matt McCarthy for Rugby Wrap-Up here in New York City, signing off.